Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb And welcome back to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Sean. And joining us today, back with us, our special guests, Christopher Dennis DeGuardia, and from Austin Powers Minute, it's Johnny. Hi, thank you for having me back. Yeah, welcome back. We're excited to have you both here, and we want to welcome you and and let you know about Minute 88. All right. At Minute 88, all the town members come by to congratulate Phil on all the wondrous things he's done for them today. Buster comes over and thanks Phil for saving him at the at the dinner. And Fred and Debbie come over after the wedding to thank Phil for talking to them before they said their I do's. Yeah, this is uh this is a it's a nice minute. It's a nice minute, say the least. Yeah, so we're we're squarely in good Phil territory, at least as far as the town folk of Punxsutawney see. And Phil has had quite a busy day to the astonishment of Rita. And we start off with uh, our old friends from the Dodge Dart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, These swell gals. And so our, uh, in the, in the blue dress is Gertie, who was driving the Dodge Dart that got the flat tire that, that Phil changed. And Sarah in the red dress was in the back seat and they're coming over to, Talk about the fastest Jack in Jefferson County. Uh, Sarah's real creepy. <laughs> She's really she like, oh, oh, like, oh, for the line there. Like, I feel like that's her face. Oh, for that's over the line. Yeah. She, Gertie barely approves. <laughs> you know? She doesn't want to make a scene. Yeah. Well, if if you watch this and. Um, yeah, I guess I can I can bring this up now in this minute. So there's there's some questions. Well, I we've had or at least I've had in terms of these two women dancing with each other. And is it are they are they together? Are they a couple? Is it just there you know there aren't eligible men their age that are interested in dancing, so there's no one else, you know, what's the dynamic between these these two women? Are they are they friends, longtime companions? What's going on? And, you know, if you try to judge by, you know, the facial expressions, yeah. So, you know, Gertie seems quite taken aback that, you know, and and how how friendly and forward Sarah's being with Phil. And if you continue, if you like watch the minute and watch the scene and just watch them in the background that like first she's, she's, you know, frowning, maybe she's jealous and then as the couple, as they kind of dance away from Phil and Rita, she kind of starts smiling and winking a little bit. Like it's there's I'm not quite sure what's going on, but something is going on there. The way I saw it was she's like, I can't believe you said that. But it's like, but I was thinking it, too. Like I think that's the face that I got. We're both thinking it, but you the one said it. So I have to like scold you a bit. But I was thinking it, too. And, like, and they both and then they both drift away all eyes on Phil. Yeah, like they're they're moving away, but they're looking at at Phil through the crowd. It is kind of creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like my thing is like either they're best friends, lovers, both. 
possibly looking for a third. <laughs> Ooh. Like, who knows? <laughs> well, you kind of wonder because it, jumping ahead a couple minutes, one of these women will bid on one of our male characters. There's a bachelor auction coming up. And one of these women will bid and win an evening with Larry. And the other one is like, hey, you know, I thought it was I thought this was like girlfriend's night. And now you're like bringing this guy in. Maybe one of them's more interested in the threesome idea than the other. That's something you guys have to talk about as a couple before you move forward. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> on your own. <laughs> you want to make sure everyone's on the same page with that one. Oh, man. Yeah. Especially once uh, you start laying down money for the likes of Larry. Yeah. Well, first off, we should have talked about, hey, you can bid on anybody, but like there's this <laughs> – maybe they like that he's creepy because they're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and uh, sense a kindred uh creep. A kindred, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh oh, at uh, second 26, I see Chris's uh Chris's eligible bachelor walks in the background. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. There he is. There he is. <laughs> big platinum blonde hair. He's a final looking. He's he's got a dance partner though. Doesn't oh he? shoot, really? Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was dancing with her or he was just passing through and then he bumped into her. But yeah, they're dancing now. So. <laughs> he okay. says, yeah, we shall dance. <laughs> I mean, fo- is he following her? Yeah. She's yeah, she's dragging him to the floor. She's like, yeah, she wants she wants some of that some there of that German Amish. <laughs> oh man. Gonna have you. It's it's clearly uh sorry, go ahead, John. I was just gonna say they're gonna be erecting a barn together later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Strasbourg Railroad coming. There you go. Oh, All my right. God. So, and then uh, we get Mr. and Mrs. Buster come by to also thank Phil. And this is, I'm going to, I mean, if you guys, guys, you know, other, other things you want to comment about this exchange, certainly share. But I want to jump right to the end when uh, Mrs. Buster leans into Rita and says, hang on to him, dear. He's a real find. That just seems like an awfully forward and inappropriate thing to say someone that you don't know well. Like she – well, she doesn't know – all she knows about Phil is, all right, he gave a great speech this morning at the Knob and then he performed the Heilich Maneuver – and blew all my insurance money by saving my husband's life. But she <laughs> Rita, like they could be dating. They this could be a purely platonic worker thing, you know, coworkers. And Rita's got a husband back home. They could be brother and sister for all she knows. But lady, older ladies do this a lot. Yeah. Sean, when she walked up before she even had dialogue, I wrote a note. I was like, I love this woman's appearance. I just like she's got. <laughs> She's she almost has that like uh, mafia don wife hair mm-hmm. like it's just like this that, big poof yeah, and it not- doesn't move at all. <laughs> it's like a it's wild because like I this lady was my my grandmother my <laughs> nanny when she was like younger, and I'm just looking at her and like even the way she's like yeah like interjecting herself mm-hmm. into the conversation yeah. and then I can uh, picture like my paps my grandpa like in tow of like just with this woman's <laughs> wake like bringing him in and that's exactly how they operated so it's like 
yeah, this woman has been in my life before and <laughs> is still in my life now, just a little bit more subdued. But even like the outfit and everything. <laughs> yeah. What's with like she comes in and gives him like a full mouth. Yeah. Uh huh. Like kiss, on like, the lips, mouth open. Like <laughs> no pretense or prelude. Just... So this is a town of freaks, man. This punk's a tawny. <laughs> Look, that's yeah. how you're kissing, yeah. buddy. I and but and Buster <laughs> looks on, you know, proudly. Huh? Oh yeah. You know? My wife likes uh, <laughs> she likes kissing guys. Like <laughs> it's a, it's an old thing we like. I, I stand in the corner and I watch. Well, and like Rita doesn't say anything. She doesn't like she just like she nods like mm-hmm. in a very respectful way. But after they leave, she doesn't say anything. She's just so swept <laughs> into all this, and it's wild. Because if this was happening to me, I'd be like, I don't know. I need to leave. Yeah, just what What's what is going on here? Yeah, I smell her lipstick on your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 smell of steak and wine right now. Oh my god! Yeah, but yeah, like that 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 is definitely like like the older mother character saying like, "Oh, honey, if you, yeah. I don't see a ring on your hand, like he's a fine man right here." <laughs> like that's yeah. Like, yeah, that's the impression I got when she like leaned into Rita. Like, oh, you're almost infertile. You gotta get with this man now. Like, like how old he yeah. is? Yeah, it's just, it, that's 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 yeah. the vibe I got. Yeah. I want to know they they need either either this woman or whoever did makeup for the movie needs to share their tips. How Phil does not look like a clown? How is his face not completely red <laughs> from this woman? Uh, you know smacking her lips on him we got a we got a drag queen trick of spraying your face down with hairspray oh okay and now nowadays they make like setting sprays for makeup Mm -hmm. so that you can like spray it and it kind of like stays on your face and not on other things right Um, but back in the day it was just all okay yeah i'm just wondering like how is phil not completely red and it yeah. Wait, hairspray your face? Is your face like if any hair falls on your face, just going to get stuck to it now? That's not how hairspray works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, and it looks like this woman's well acquainted with hairspray. Yes. Oh yeah. She's- she used a whole can of it on her hair. Yeah, her hair is. Yeah. It's you know they they you know make nowadays the comments are about Botox and people's faces that don't move like that. That's she's got a helmet. The hair is not moving a bit. <laughs> it's it's done for the night. Yeah. I do like the the earrings. They're like big. They're like um, almost like two pocket watches hanging from her ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's got her own eight yeah. rings, real yeah. dangly ones. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have a question about um, well, jewelry, but on Buster, the little it's kind of like a tie tack, but he's wearing a bow tie, so it's just tacked onto his shirt. Is that a little? Is a little groundhog? He's got like a little groundhog face on his. Uh, it's gotta be one yeah. shirt there. He just looks so cute. I'm gonna say yes. And he has like a little, like a, like a fur pine. Oh, well, yeah, uh, not a fur pine, but with the rose. It's yeah, that little. My thing is, they're dressed like it's Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, it's February, so they've just got all their Christmas stuff <laughs> sitting around. What are you it's gonna do? It's Christmas. Yeah, a lot of yeah. green and red. Yeah. yeah. My. So my question about this whole moment here. And I was thinking back to earlier in the movie when Phil was, you know, making sarcastic remarks to people, and it mm-hmm. it made him seem like a real douche. He hasn't 
this thing about he was trying to swallow a whole cow, that's something Phil would have said in the beginning of the movie, and we would have said, oh, what a jerk. Uh, I, I don't see any difference between that Phil and this Phil right now. I think he's still saying these things for basically his own amusement, you know, to the to the detriment of others. Yeah. And I'm – like, he saved the guy's life. Does that mean he gets to, you know, treat him like a jerk? <laughs> Perception. Like, it's okay? He's got his own persona now, so he doesn't have to be like super nice all the time. It's, yeah, I think I, I, you looked at it as a negative way. I looked at it as like a positive way. Like you, you say that about like your best friend, like how he eats like his cheeseburgers, or, and you know, like how when when he said that about Lair, like oh, I see it in me. Oh, you're like oh, that's a little rude. That's your coworker. But if it was like your 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 one buddy, you know, from like way back in the day, you could make fun of how he eats cheeseburgers right in front of him and his his wife or his girlfriend, like, and everybody would laugh about it because it's like, you've earned it. That's like the vibe here. Is it like he somehow in one day earned this close knit, like friendship with Buster? Is it like Buster next week is going to miss Phil and then Buster's really going to miss Phil next time he eats a steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, that, that's kind of the way I took it. And I also thought, I kind of thought it was important because – and I've been going back and forth on how good good Phil really is because cause we see these people coming up and we see the effect that this is having on Rita, that the way Rita thinks about Phil is changing and, and she's becoming more enamored and more fond of him as she sees him through these other eyes. So – you know, kind of made me question, okay, Rita wasn't there in the restaurant. She didn't see him save this man's life. She didn't see him stop Buster from choking, but she's seeing the effect here and going through these loops and having the do-overs on this day, we could say, well, Phil knows how this is going to work out. He knows, oh, if I help these people, they're going to be at the big banquet later they're going to come up and they're going to tell Rita what a great guy I am. That makes me think he's like worse than bad Phil because it's like he's calculated. <laughs> right. Like I could have watched this man die, but instead. <laughs> yeah, this is like sociopathic. Like, hey, I'm going to help these specific people right. to make me look really good, even if I'm right. a really shitty but, person. <laughs> but here's 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 the big butt on this. Going to Chris's point that if if that's what he was doing – wouldn't he go all the way and be nice? But no, what that what he's showing is he's being good, he's being nice, he's helping people, he's playing piano and all this other stuff, but he's still Phil. He's still wisecracking, sarcastic. You know, there is some real Phil personality coming over because it isn't believable. Like he's not – people change a little bit, but, you, you know – to change completely is going to take more than one day, even if it's a lot of one days. So I, so I think just <laughs> this particular piece, this one little slice of, of Phil's day, I, I take it as a good sign to show that if he was completely acting, if it was all about trying to impress Rita, then he would be more consistently positive and these little, the little bits of old Phil wouldn't be creeping in we wouldn't be getting these kind of comments. So the fact that he's still a little sarcastic, he's still wisecracking, he's still the old Phil that we knew and hated, but now he's he's kind of he's using his sarcasm for good instead of evil, I guess. He's yeah, cuz like then if you if you didn't want him to be like that, that's almost like trying to take away a person's free will, like 
a person's going to act, you know, to the person's going to act the way they're going to act. But at least Phil in his, you know, we don't see it, but in his head, he's probably means it in the best way. Yeah. Oh, he should eat a whole cow, but he's like being a good way. Like as a friend. Right. Him, yeah. You know? As a, as, as a, Hey, we're cool. Like let's smooth it over. Don't worry about it. Like, Hey, you know, just if the same thing with like the Jack, like it's like, Hey, I just fixed your tire. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, like he doesn't need the praise. He's not waiting. He's not excitedly waiting for them to come over and praise him. In his head, he's just enjoying the time he's spending with Rita. So that's how I see it as. And, and yeah, it's like, you know, whatever higher power is controlling these this this day, um, you know, knows that, you know, Phil is still a human being and still has free will mm-hmm. to make choices and talk with people. Because if he if it wanted him to just be altruistic and in and, 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 and almost like, you know, like almost like some kind of scripture like he had to you know talk and act well then that's that's no longer phil like his identity as phil is gone right he'd be like he'd be like some weird prophet that is in one of the dead sea scrolls where it's like oh he did this and that and and you're like well this guy doesn't even sound like a real person yeah i think when he when he's too nice and then he's just not phil anymore and that's when he's like oh he's being calculating and planning and everything i think this is this is so. I feel like this is sincere. Yeah, yeah. you still you still gotta live life, you know. I mean, to to yeah. So whatever higher power that's controlling this that believes this is the best of Phil on Groundhog Day. After like it's like whatever the higher power wants of Phil, I, I think it knows this is the best he will be on this day. That he will go forth and make a better. He'll make a better path of living life. I don't you know whatever it wants. It, it doesn't want him to not live life. Because that would, I think, be be undoing whatever it wanted Phil to achieve mm-hmm. on Groundhog Day. Right. Like, it doesn't want him to sit in church all day and read scripture, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it doesn't want him to do it. It wants him just to be a good person. You know, um, the same way that the, the ghosts wanted Scrooge. They wanted Ebenezer Scrooge to be a good person and put the best foot forward and help people who, when he can. All right. You buy that? Is that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, you, you guys have spent a lot of time with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A lot of feelings, and yeah, it's, okay. it's okay. And like I said, yeah, it's like, and then it's like cutting back when Larry's like, oh man, you touched me. And so I was like, oh wow, he did a really nice thing for Larry. And then, then they said character betrayal, yeah. character assassination is like Larry completely be creeping. I'm like, ah, it's not needed. Larry, honestly, the, 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 you could still have the auction. I don't want to get to it. You could have the auction yeah. go the same way. It could play the same way. I just, Wish it wasn't because he was creeper earlier. It's just he's dopey. If he's just a dopey schlub, then it's relatable because you're like, oh my god, I've been the guy who I jump on stage and I think, oh cool, and it doesn't work out. Now it's like, well, I don't <laughs> want to relate to this guy. This guy was creeping on this woman. He deserves to like get embarrassed on stage. That's how I. <laughs> once again, that's that's a coming minute, but it just cheeses me off. That's all. It's just it's just this cloud now hanging over me as, as we record <laughs> these days it just it's a bit, it's cloudy i look up and i just all i see is creep larry and i go what happened to you, right. man okay so then we move on we have take take me to, take me to fred and debbie take me to church then we've got fred and debbie our newlyweds coming up to thank well fred in particular wants to thank mr connors for uh yeah for whatever he did <laughs> I'm confused why they're here <laughs> and not at their own wedding reception. This is the way they save money or on like, a wedding reception. I guess. Yeah. Or like, you know, go on your honeymoon or something. Well, I mean, is is it kind of a power move to have a wedding on Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney? 
Ooh, it could uh, be. Like, yeah. Okay, everyone, you're coming to my wedding instead of the Groundhog Fest. What does the Groundhog have to bless you to get like married? Maybe yeah. you never know. <laughs> the, the way I, the way Sean and I were kind of talking about this earlier is that since Debbie was, was having these cold feet, second thoughts, maybe there wasn't a lot of planning to it. So they just kind of agreed upon it because they both live in the town. They said, well, that's a fun day to do it, Groundhog Day. And then, you know, she's feeling these these thoughts of uh, maybe I shouldn't marry Fred and, you know, whatever the reason is that they're probably either yeah, saving up and they're not putting a lot of effort into to putting a big banquet. So and then Phil comes along and helps out and, and gets them revitalized into getting, you know, a wedding. So, yeah, maybe that's what the original plan was that, oh, we'll go to the banquet and then we'll save money. And then we'll go, you know, we'll go to Pittsburgh. Why the fuck? Is that you know, how they talk about it makes it sound like. They were going to go to Pittsburgh, but they were they didn't have enough money to go to WrestleMania. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe because we did, and when we see them at the diner, and like most brides I know, the day of their wedding, and like the wedding can be midnight, eleven thirty p.m. It's a nighttime wedding, whatever. That morning, they're with their girlfriends. They're getting hair done. They're getting makeup done. They're not at the diner yeah. with the the groom kind of thing. So I think we already kind of it kind of set the stage like, all right, this is not this is this is a low key affair. The wedding that they're planning, yeah, they're not meeting with vendors. They're not doing hair and makeup, whatever. They're just having breakfast at the tip top. So I think yeah, just kind of you know they're frugal. They're a frugal couple, and they're like you know what. There's going to be a party anyway. Everyone in town that we'd be inviting to the wedding is going to be at this banquet. We'll just do that. And that's our wedding reception. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, apparently yeah. she really likes the band. So. Well, yeah, she really likes the band. Those, those speaking of which, I wonder if – well, you guys, Dave and Christopher, you probably didn't pick up on this or notice this. But I wonder, Johnny, if you noticed the, the straps on her dress, on Debbie's dress. Yeah. And, and are you aware of what a huge problem – that's going to be for her. I'm not aware. And we saw that, I think when we first saw them back in 80 minute, 85 or 86, we actually saw as she's dancing, the strap comes down, her shoulders or upper arms are going to be black and blue tomorrow. Because what happens is when you're dancing, particularly if there anything where you're raising your arms, if you're doing you know, underarm turns and stuff, the, the, that those straps slide down. And then when you lift your arm up, it kind of squeezes. She's going to get, she's, her upper arms are going to be all bruised. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually I meant to point it out. Yeah. I think it was 86 when, when we see them dancing, there's a brief shot. You can see the strap going down and when she lifts her arm, it's going to push the strap up, but it's going to, it's going to put pressure on that arm. Um, you know, my my wife had a similar dress, and what happened to sleeves on wedding dress? I'm gonna, I'm, I know I'm all over the place. I'm gonna digress for a moment. Uh, what happened to sleeves on wedding dresses? Sleeves, sleeves aren't sexy, or they aren't marketed as sexy on your wedding day. I don't know. <laughs> I dress for yeah. comfort mostly, so mm-hmm. like that dress looks inherently uncomfortable to me, just generally, because I'm like, you could just go full strapless. You could have like a nice like. Mm-hmm. wide straps so you don't have a problem with this there's plenty of other options we could have chosen yeah the and and debbie's gotta know that she's a dancer 
the, <laughs> she does and just because a, a thin strap like that is just it doesn't work if you're just if you're just standing or sitting and looking pretty that's fine if you're going to be dancing if you're going to be moving around yeah a thin strap like that it's going to fall over you're going to be pushing it up or it's going to be catching on your arm and it's just not it's not good and then yeah again the next day her upper arm you know wherever that catches she's going to you know and I guess it depends on how easily you bruise and how fair your skin is. I know that when I got married, my wife, her dress had a similar thin strap and her arms were like just black and blue from, you know, from when we were dancing. And every time she'd raise her arms and the strap would catch and pinch. And, um, you know. Dave is dying. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a dress. It's not- so, and I, I like I like a sleeve. I think that's a classy look. <laughs> You know, I like a, a, a wedding is, dress with sleeves, but uh, maybe I'm old fashioned. No, no one would have wearing it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's February, but you know, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're in, you know, they're in the room with all these people and they're dancing around like maniacs. I mean, she's going to be warm. Okay, but how old are they? Twenty-one. Okay, because they look like they're going to prom. I mean, yeah, they look very. <laughs> they yeah, they look like babies. But that's because we're old. I'm not old. So, but yeah, they, they, they look more like a man than a wedding couple. Well, so Fred here. Yeah. Played by, uh, I just want to make sure I pronounce this correctly. Michael Shannon, uh, I believe is what it's saying here. Uh, but he was born in 74. So he's actually 19 when this movie comes out. I'm I'm actually more interested in hearing you say her name. Uh Miss Walsh. Yeah. Um Hinden? Hinden. <laughs> like Hayden, but Hinden. So Hayden Walsh, who we've mentioned before, we you know, we we saw this couple back at uh at the tip top. Hayden is she's actually the older of the couple. She was um well we mentioned this before, she was born in February first. She just missed Groundhog Day. But so she's twenty two. <laughs> When the movie comes out, but yeah, they they both look very young. Yeah, good to be young. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like his like his George yeah. McFly hair. I mean, that's how I was coming back around right now for the hair. That's true. Uh, but did you happen to see our favorite um, a rum springer? Yeah, yeah. Is he back? Yeah, he's behind oh, them. There he is. He's, he's, he's actually well, he he's behind. Doris for most of the minute on sort of the left side of the screen. Well, and I wondered, I had another thing on him when you see him in this minute and it kind of goes into the next minute where she, he comes around, he's behind Debbie. He almost looks like a young Larry. Like maybe if Larry had like a younger brother. (laughs) It's Harry. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Larry's brother, Harry. Sure. Wearing a dress isn't just an outfit. It's a science. And no one knows more about dress science than Sean German. I don't brace I don't brace excuses. I embrace solutions. For more than 30 years, Sean has transformed failing dress dressmakers worldwide. I believe that you could do this. Sean turns money pits. Clean this shit, please. Into money makers. That's what you were dying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> stop stop you're gonna make me die <laughs> so 
Nancy is agreeing to pull back the doors, bust open the books, and make a call to help to dress rescue. <laughs> this year's 600 failing dressing dress shops nationwide will close their doors for good and takes the shade suit. Nancy's dress shop in Punk 20 would just become another statistic. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I like, I'm just trying to make sure we cover all aspects of this movie. I like cried a little bit. I really did. <laughs> it was a journey. Oh. It, it was a journey. It was a journey. So, all right. Another not dress related thing is, so Phil introduces the couple to Rita as Debbie and Fred Kleiser. And so earlier when we first saw them at the tip top, he said, this is Debbie Kleiser. Was it Debbie Kleiser and her fiance, Fred? So did Fred takes Debbie, did Fred take Debbie's name or like, so what, it, yeah, what's going on with the names here? Anyone else pick up on that? No, just you, Sean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to choose door number two. <laughs> Well, uh, door number one, he took her name. And door number two? No, I don't want to touch name? door number two. I don't <laughs> touch door number two. the same name. No. Uh, well, no. no door, door number two is just that Phil, he, he like, because he knows they're going to get married at the end of the day. He just introduces her with the married name already. Possible. Yeah. Well, I, I just, yeah, when we first introduced him, I assumed he was still on his, like, you know, even though I'm God, I'm not going to change their wedding. And then later in the, you know, yeah. later just decides decides to help them because. Uh, but uh, yeah, the other option is they already had the same name, and I don't want to go down that road right now. <laughs> it is a small town. I don't want to go down that road, Sean. I don't no, want to go down no, that road. No. So there's a All lot right. of people at that party. Don't worry, that's fine. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Probably a few. It's a kind of it's around. a common name. I Kleiser. bet that blonde guy might be named Kleiser or something. Probably. Doyen? Doyen, my second cousin, she's going to get married tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. She's quite the fun rumspringer. Yeah. I think they're going to make it, though. They're, uh, you know, Fred and Debbie, they're a cute couple. I think they're going to. Fresh faced kids? Yeah. And work out. Just ready to take on the world together. Kleiser style. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of weird, though. To get married on to if you're in if you live in Punxsutawney to get married on Groundhog Day, that's what I'm saying. Is it that is it just that like Debbie doesn't trust Fred to remember their anniversary? So I'm like, God damn it, he's he's not going to forget this one. It's Groundhog Day. Forget about it. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> forget about forget it. Forget about Phil. It's Groundhog Day. my birthday. Damn um. Yeah, um, I don't think I have any more notes left. Nor nothing's going to top dress rescue. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. Did, did I mention that um, Punxsutawney is in Jefferson County? So that's true. That's good that they yeah. did their they did their geography research. Yeah. So that so they, yeah. So the woman comes up and says, "Oh, he's the fastest Jack in Jefferson County." They are in they're, they're actually in Jefferson County, like in Punxsutawney. So so they they got that right. Good, good job, Harold <laughs> Ramis. There, all right. So, uh, anything else on? Uh, well, minute eighty-eight or or groundhog or wedding dress related or. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if I ever need a wedding dress, I'm calling you for advice. <laughs> Your consultant. Uh, he's like, eh, I don't know. Sleeves. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I can give you advice. I don't know if you're going to want it, but yeah, it'll be sleeves. I mean, you have to, you have to see the dress. You have to see it on. I'm, you know, you, different people, different looks work. You know, whatever. But I'm just saying. So she can run some options by you. You'll be okay. Sure. Yeah, I'll just just yeah. Give her. The- I'll like Facetime you. It's cool. <laughs> there you go. Though there's, I mean, you're. Well, I, though I wonder because, um, what's her name? Megan that just married the prince. Megan Merkle. She had yeah. Megan Merkle. She had sleeves on her dress because so maybe it'll come back in style and the last um the guy the girl who married the other brother. Kate Middleton. She also had sleeves, so maybe you're onto something. Yeah, maybe that's a royal thing that they they're supposed to be demure and cover up or something. I don't know. I like it though. I, you know, I sleeve. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying there are good wedding dresses that don't have sleeves, but there are some that do. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So, well, th- thank you guys for. Uh, <laughs> For humoring me for <laughs> for four minutes this week. Um, so once again, so Miss Powers, if folks want to hear more from you, um, where can they find you? You can go on iTunes or any podcatcher and look up Austin Powers Minute, or you can come straight to the Twitter at Austin Powers Min, or if you feel like it, you can join the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club which is our group for the pod Ooh. on Facebook. Yeah. That's a swing that's a really podcast. Nice group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So yeah, check, check that out. Check out the, uh, the Austin powers minute and you have, you, you have some time to binge your way through the first season before uh, the spy who shagged me is coming up soon. Yep. And Mr. Christopher, if you would direct our listeners to some place that they could go, uh, where would that place be? Um, I guess if they wanted to talk uh, Christmas, if they wanted to talk about, uh, you know, how uh, Brian Doyle Murray seems to be dressed for Christmas. You want to see him in another Christmas movie? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a tie as Frank Shirley in National mm-hmm. Influence Christmas Vacation. Sean and I and Pete Mummert and Dave happens in and – yeah. Uh, we uh, sorry, Johnny. Uh, next year. Okay. <laughs> and then maybe next year we'll 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 take a look at uh we'll, we'll go we'll find another Brian Doyle Murray Christmas movie maybe. Because mm. I know Sean loves his voice. <laughs> I do. I do. It's a, it's a magical voice. And uh, so if you want to find us and talk about that, uh, come to the, the NLCVD Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> we really rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It's a great. It's a great group name. And uh, come wrap with us there if you want, or uh, you know, just just find us on the Facebook. Yeah, show all your your Christmas recipes and your <laughs> your holiday cheer. Yeah, your beers and everything. Yeah. And if if you'd like to learn more, hear more, talk more about uh, Groundhog Day, uh, you can find us on our website, and that's groundhogminute.com. And we also have a Facebook group. And that's Gobbler's Not, the uh, the Groundhog Minute listeners group on the Facebook. And we also do the Twitter at Groundhog Minute. You can always find us there. 
Thank you very much, Sean. Uh, we, yes, we want to thank our guests today, and we want to thank you listeners for listening in today. And we are excited that we will um, we will see you tomorrow, if there is one. Let them say your hair's too long, I don't care with you, I 